Guns and Yoga podcast. My name is Wendy Hummel and it's Tactical Tip Tuesday where I share a tip, tool, or dose of inspiration for your week. This week we continue with the Tactical Habits series. If you missed the first few installments, eating an earlier, lighter dinner, sleep, and starting your day right, I encourage you to check them out. If you enjoyed these mini episodes, I ask that you share them with others that you think might be interested or might benefit. In addition to the Tactical Habits series, I've been offering a a series of free talks, which I just kicked off a few weeks ago. This is an extension of the Tactical Habits where we go more in depth on some of the topics that we discuss here. A few weeks ago, we held the first one on Zoom and it addressed burnout and chronic systemic inflammation. Today's Tactical Habit will be a recap of what was discussed, but if you want to listen to the entire full length replay, you can check it out on the YouTube site for Guns and Yoga under the video playlist. It's become my passion to share some of the things that I've learned over the many years that I've been studying yoga and nutrition and health with not just first responders, but any frontline worker or family member or really anyone who's looking to live their best life. I'm going to be launching a program in January of 2022 called Radical Resilience. If you want to build resilience and adaptability into the physiology of your system by optimizing the rhythm of your daily habits, if you want to tap into your unique purpose and potential and learn these habits in a group setting, then this program could be for you. One thing I've learned from peer support over many years is that evolution happens faster and easier in a group with like-minded people. When you're surrounded by guidance and care, I really think that true transformation and change has the ability to take place quicker. If you're interested in learning more about the program, please send me an email and we can set up a time to talk. So now let's get into burnout and chronic inflammation. So the reason why I was so drawn to this topic is because I spend a lot of time talking about burnout, compassion fatigue, and trauma to first responders and the employees that I work with in my full-time day job. And what I've noticed is that burnout isn't just happening at the agency that I work at. It's happening all across the country, not just in law enforcement and public safety, but everyone is feeling burnt out. So what does that mean exactly when you're burnt out? Everybody knows that word. And intuitively, I think we all have an understanding of what it is. But if you're not quite sure, I'll give you kind of a checklist. Have you become cynical or critical while you're at work? Do you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started in your day? Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, customers, or clients? I know some people tend to run on the irritable side, but if this isn't your normal temperature and now you've become a little bit more short-tempered, that could be a sign that you're in the burnout stage. Do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Are you lacking satisfaction with your goals and your achievements, whether it be at work or whether it be at home with family? Do you feel disillusioned about your job? Are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or to simply not feel and numb out? Have your sleep habits changed? Are you going to bed later? Are you using alcohol to fall asleep? Are you eating dinner later? Are you snacking more at night? What are you watching before you go to bed? 
Are you troubled by unexplained headaches, stomach, bowel problems, digestive disorders, or other physical complaints? If one or two, three or four or five of these things sound like they could apply, you could be on the point where you're experiencing burnout. So let's pay attention to what that means as far as burnout and how it can lead to what's called chronic inflammation. I feel like inflammation is a word kind of like the word resilience that's been thrown around a lot lately in this wellness conversation. So I'm going to just really simplify it for you. When I started to look into chronic inflammation, it normally people think of it or typically people think of it as something that happens when we're injured. And so it's our body's natural immune response to have inflammation. Let's say if we stub our toe or if we have have some sort of a physical injury, our body is supposed to do that to promote healing. But what chronic inflammation is, is that you have too much in your body and too often maybe you have this accumulation of acute inflammation. Another thing that people don't often think about when it comes to inflammation is not only um, is too much coming into the body, whether it be too much food, um, maybe you have um, things that are coming in that aren't good for you, you're eating at the wrong times, you're consistently getting injured, but another thing is that you have too much coming in through your mind, your thoughts, the information that comes in, and think about how hard it is to shut things off and tune out. We have so much going on with our exposure to social media, to technology, television, constant access 24-7 to information. You also need to pay attention to those sorts of things in this conversation of chronic inflammation. Too much coming into the body, too frequently getting sick, too frequently getting injured, or too much coming in through the mind. Pay attention and notice if, like I mentioned some of these things earlier, are you becoming fearful, irritable, or depressed. And that's not how you normally run. It's normal to experience those feelings, but if there's something that's more regular experience for you, then it might be something to pay attention to. So what exactly does it mean when we say the word inflammation? Like I mentioned, it's part of our body's defense mechanism. It's how the immune system recognizes harmful and foreign stimuli, and it promotes the healing process. Acute inflammation is referred to as very short-term, like I said, tissue damage due to a trauma or an infection. Chronic inflammation, on the other hand, is a prolonged inflammatory response that lasts up to several months to years, and it's characterized by simultaneous destruction and repair of tissues. So generally, the extent of your chronic inflammation and the effects vary with the cause of injury and the body's ability to repair and overcome the damage. So what that means is if you've experienced chronic inflammation for years, it's not going to change overnight, but there's hope. So what causes chronic inflammation? We talked about this a little bit already, but we need to pay attention to in your life, what it is that might be causing your inflammation. Too much stress, too much responsibility, too many things going on, not being able to manage everything that's coming in at the same time. Another thing, it's called toxic load. Toxic load are things that are coming in through our physical environment that we may not necessarily think of that can lead to chronic inflammation. The air that you breathe, the water that you drink, the food that you're eating, the things that you put on your skin, the products that you put onto your skin. And again, that also means the types of things that are coming in through the mind, the people that you're around. Are you around people? 
that lift you up that are positive? Are you around people that are toxic and negative? That can include family members, coworkers, friends. Another thing to consider is an autoimmune disorder. The body does not normally recognize the normal component and treats it as a foreign agent. If this is the case, you could be somebody who has an autoimmune disorder and you haven't been diagnosed yet. It attacks normal healthy tissue and this can manifest itself long-term into something like lupus or RA, arthritis. And another thing that causes chronic inflammation are those recurring episodes of acute inflammation, like we mentioned, constantly getting injured, constantly getting sick over time, our body's unable to fight off or ward off infection very well. Chronic inflammation is a sedentary disease. Think about how frequently you move throughout the day. Most of us lead very sedentary lives. We wake up to coffee and a computer, which is the recipe for stagnation and inflammation. So I'm speaking from experience here and I've had to learn over time to get up and move more frequently throughout my day. I don't know if you've ever heard the expression that sitting is the new smoking. Well, think of it like that. Force yourself, maybe set a timer every hour to just get up, walk around and move your body. Our cells are craving that breath centered movement because it partners the mind and the body and it clears up the stagnation and the combusting disease and inflammation that takes place over time. I recently uh, listened to a Ted talk that talked about quote unquote snacking on exercise. And instead of doing one workout a day or longer workouts throughout your week, consider short little snacks of exercise. So maybe getting up five or six times a day and doing five to 10 minutes of movement. This could be walking, it could be jumping jacks, it could be doing some sit-ups, some yoga stretches, whatever you have access to. So what happens over time when we don't change our habits, these sedentary, these inflammatory lifestyle habits, some of which I've already mentioned, the symptoms that we, we talked about in the very beginning, they can turn into disease. And so chronic inflammation left unaddressed, meaning that if you have some of these habits that aren't lending themselves to a healthy, productive, anti-inflammatory lifestyle, they're not going to change over time. They're going to continue to manifest. And this looks like, especially for first responders, heart disease, diabetes, visceral obesity, autoimmune disorders, and even cancer. So again, when we talk about the body and what comes in through the body, we address this in the tactical habits earlier, lighter dinner, but I'm going to recap here really quickly. I want you to consider when it comes to inflammation coming in through what you eat is how often do you eat? Are you somebody that eats throughout the day multiple times? Are you even hungry when you eat? Think about what's going on while you're eating. What's the environment like? Are you stressed? What are you thinking? Things like that. And then when do you eat? One of the things we talked about in the earlier lighter dinner tactical habits episode was that giving yourself about three hours before your head hits the pillow, really good for creating space in the body so that your body can rest and sleep and not have to focus and work so hard on digestion. And then do you give your body that time to repair? Um, I plan on talking about intermittent fasting in a future episode, and I know that can be a controversial topic, but really paying attention to giving your body the time that it needs to digest and repair can be very helpful in healing chronic inflammation, especially if you're somebody 
who suffers from digestive issues. Digestion is the root of all of our health issues. And if you've ever heard of the whole gut-brain connection, in the Ayurvedic philosophy, which is the sister science to yoga that I referred to in the last episode, digestion, good digestion, and clearing up unhealthy digestion is the first step in healing chronic inflammation. So here's what the research says about chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammatory diseases are the most significant cause of death in the world, according to the World Health Organization. And I'm going to say that again. Chronic inflammatory diseases are the most significant cause of death in the world, according to the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization ranks chronic disease as the greatest threat to human health. And when we talk about chronic disease, we're talking about things like diabetes, visceral obesity, heart disease, things like that. In 2000, 125 million Americans were living with chronic conditions and 61 million or 21% had more than one. In 2014, nearly 60% had at least one chronic condition, 42% more than one, 12% had five or more. Worldwide, three out of five people die from chronic inflammatory diseases. COVID, inflammation, and lifestyle habits are all things that we need to pay attention to, especially for those that are listening that are first responders, public safety personnel, because in our line of work, we don't, for the most part, get to work at home and we're more exposed, not just to COVID, but to any viruses or bacteria in the environment, especially during this time of year. If you are somebody who isn't having a healthy lifestyle and you, you're not really kind of abiding by these anti-inflammatory habits, some of which we've already talked about, this could lend itself to you having chronic inflammation, which makes it a lot more difficult to ward off diseases and infections and bacteria like COVID and other, other diseases like the flu and just any other cold or even allergies. So consider that if you even just pick one thing to improve upon, and there was a study that was done that showed the link to changing nutrition and removing processed foods, eating a nutrient-dense plant-based diet can really help to fight off the fact that if you get COVID, you might not experience symptoms that are quite as severe. So again, just kind of recapping here, what are inflammatory diseases? What do I mean by that when I say that? Stroke, heart disease, chronic respiratory disease, cancer, diabetes, obesity, things along that line. When I talk to first responders, I often cite a study done, done by Dr. John Violante on metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is only something that can be diagnosed by your medical doctor. It's a cluster of symptoms that a lot of first responders run on the side of having it more frequently compared to the general population. Metabolic syndrome is the cluster of things that I just mentioned. I want you to consider if you're somebody who is starting to notice that some of these things are surfacing when you go to your yearly physical. And if you're not getting a yearly physical, I highly recommend that you do it. Sometimes it is unknown to us that these things are even manifesting in our bodies. So some risk factors, age, the older that we get, the more likely as we un these things go unaddressed that they're likely to surface. With that being said though, just because you get older doesn't mean that it's expected that these things are gonna surface. If you do something proactively and preventatively, like some of these lifestyle habits that we're talking about, 
This does not have to be the case. Obesity, and this is something very unpopular to talk about, especially with first responders. Obesity doesn't just mean you're sitting in a car and you're woofing down a bunch of donuts. I don't recommend that. And that's definitely something that's going to lend itself to you gaining weight. But when we're talking about obesity or visceral obesity, it's the kind of fat that's around your midsection that's deeply embedded into the visceral or the organs of your, of your body. And that is the more dangerous kind. And it's typically associated with high levels of cortisol and insulin production. Another risk factor is a poor diet goes without saying, are you a smoker? Other risk factors, low sex hormones, endocrine system, and the nervous system are very closely linked up. And then of course, stress and sleep. If you're somebody who does not sleep, this can really lend itself to some of these things that we're talking about, these diseases of chronic inflammation. If sleep is something that you're really more interested in in hearing about, tune in because in November, I'm going to be doing an hour long free talk called wired and tired. So what are some first signs or symptoms that you could be experiencing chronic inflammation? It doesn't mean that you are, but things to kind of be on the lookout for body pain. I can't even tell you how many times I hear people that are either first responders or just people that I know in general complain about body aches, waking up with pain, stiffness, especially as we age, this isn't normal. And sometimes body pain can be associated with the first sign of chronic inflammation, chronic fatigue, just being tired all the time, even after getting a good night's sleep, insomnia, not being able to sleep, whether that means you can't fall asleep or you get woken up in the middle of the night, depression, anxiety, other mood disorders, GI complications such as constipation, diarrhea, and acid reflux. I know this isn't something popular to talk about, but this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And a lot of times the root cause in our digestive system is linked to chronic inflammation, weight gain or weight loss and frequent infections. Are you the kind of person that gets sick all the time? Or do you know that person who runs themselves ragged and is constantly getting sick? It's something to think about. So There's a quote that, um, that I really like before I kind of continue with some of the other early warning signs that you should really, you know, I'm probably going to post this on Facebook because I like it so much, but if you listen to your body, when it whispers, you won't have to hear it scream. So what that means is oftentimes if you get diagnosed with some sort of a disease, like some of the things we've mentioned throughout the course of this episode, you had signs, but you ignored it. So listening and learning to tune in to what your body is telling you is the first sign that, or the first step I should say, in really trying to figure out and do the best that you can for your health. So some other signs or early indicators, um, do you have real hunger? I talked about this already, but are you just eat because it's habit or it's time to go out to lunch with the guys and girls? Um, do you feel heavy in your body? How do you feel physically? Um, are you easily physically or mentally tired? Um, is it hard for you to concentrate? Do you feel really groggy or cloudy in the morning? Are you disconnected from your body? Do you feel lazy all the time? Do you just feel off? It's totally normal to have an off day, but is this something consistently happening over time? Skin. A lot of times, uh, people don't think about this as being an early, early indicator of something going on in the body. Uh, I had a friend who told me that before she retired, she showed me a picture of her hand and she had this very significant red irritated rash on her hand. And then months after retirement, it went away. And 
again, I don't know what it was exactly that she had going on, whatever kind of skin rash she had, but it could have been an autoimmune or inflammatory disease that led to the manifestation on your skin. So that's another potential early warning sign or signal that something could be going on. And then hyperacidity or an upset stomach. Does your stomach hurt all the time? Are you nauseous all the time? Um, sometimes we don't associate these kinds of things as being signs of chronic inflammation, but it could be. It's definitely something that's worth looking into because it's not normal for us to continuously have an upset stomach. So to kind of wrap up here when it taught when we're talking about burnout and chronic inflammation, I heard recently somebody talk about it's hard for a fish to know when it's swimming in the water. And it's actually somebody that I'm studying under. Her name is Kate Stillman. She said that and it just struck me because it really reminded me of something that I experienced personally uh, years ago when I was working uh, in a call out position, which I had for 15 years, loved my job. But until I left the call out position, I had no idea how hard it was on me physically, mentally, and emotionally. And until I left or I got out of the water that I was swimming in for so many years, I, I couldn't have that aha moment that what I was doing was so detrimental to me. And, and I know we all have jobs to do, but, um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's worth looking into the type of work that you're doing and what can you do to be proactive and preventative for your health? Thinking about it like this, are the habits that you have regenerative or are they degenerative? Blah, sorry. Degenerative. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. That's a tongue twister. So just thinking about your lifestyle habits, what you do first thing in the morning, what you're taking in, um, whether it be through the things that you're watching, social media, the people that you're around, your food, all those things, your sleep, what you're doing, what you're spending your time with. Oftentimes diseases of chronic inflammation are diseases of complacency. So I want you to think about what you're doing in the short term. Are you choosing comfort in the short term? Because sometimes it isn't the easy decision to get up and take a walk or to get up and cook something healthy for you and your family. So consider it like that. And then another thing too, is I want you to think about what the definition of health is and what it means to you. To me, health is the harmony of the body, the mind, and the spirit. It's not just one of those things. It's all of those things together integrated. The cells in your body react to every single thing that your mind says. Negativity can bring your immune system down. And over time, if you don't have habits that are beneficial to your lifestyle and lend themselves to reducing inflammation, then it can really impact your immune system. So what does it mean to have an anti-inflammatory lifestyle? What it means is this. I want you to think about how your recovery is. What does it look like when you've had to work a little bit longer than normal, or you've had a night out on the town and maybe you drank a little bit more than you normally do, or you've had an especially difficult time with the family and maybe you had to go help a family member do something, whatever it looks like, what's your recovery, your bounce back look like? Is it pretty good? Or does it take you days to recover from something like that? Burnout again, depends on how deeply rooted your habits are. So if you're somebody that's proactive and preventative and you take good care and you're proactive in your health, your bounce back is going to be a lot better than someone who doesn't. And remember sleep rids your body of chronic inflammation. And so if this is not something 
that you can say that you have a pretty good handle on. And I know most listening probably do not. This was me for years. And so that's how I know speaking from personal experience that when you sleep, it helps get rid of chronic inflammation faster. And then having a healthy relationship to your work, technology, and too much stimulation, too many things coming in. So like I mentioned in the beginning, I'm launching a program called Radical Resilience that really helps people address these things in a group setting. These are things that I've been talking to people with for the past several years, mostly one-on-one, and really trying to get people to understand that these small things, this small incremental change over time can really reap tremendous benefits. If you found value in this episode, please share it, give us a review. And if you'd like to be notified of future episodes, want to receive our future newsletter, or want to be notified of how you can sign up for the November free talk, Wired and Tired, you can subscribe on our Podbean website and email me directly at wendy at bluelineyoga.com. Now, 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 now.